they had like no colorful saddle pads can you imagine the horror anyway it would have this smell and it smelt of warm horse not like you know cooked horse (laughs) not like that we found this little doorway and we thought what's up here went up some stairs there was a secret room the secret pizza express room everybody and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. You might be able to hear that something is a little bit different in today's episode. We have a new microphone. Yes, we have upgraded. I was going to say ready for the new year. It's still 2023, but it's going to be 2024 very, very soon. Um, Also, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you that subscribe to the podcast or like it or rate it, depending on what platform you're on. So if you could do that, that would be incredible if you haven't done so already, because it means that we can invest into the podcast and have a beautiful new microphone. So hopefully... um, I was going to say, hopefully it tastes nice to your ears, but that does not sound like proper English, but you know what I mean. Hopefully it sounds nice. Um, Let me know if you can hear the difference. I feel like there's going to be so many people now that are going to comment being like, nah, nah, not at all. But the old mic, it was, there were a few times in the last episode where it died on us a few times. So a new mic was definitely invested. So this is like the Christmas present to the podcast because I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot of Christmassy things today. But anyway, before we get into all of that, I just want to say a huge thank you to Redpost for sponsoring the podcast. I feel like I've given you all a good old warning for Christmas coming up, especially the dads. If you're anything like my dad, you leave all the Christmas presents to last minute. So you know, I feel like now you should have listened to me. It's too late. Christmas is literally, it's Christmas week. So anyway, um, you, if you were listening to the previous episodes, you would have known that you could have got some very good deals from Red Post leading up to Christmas. But anyway, thank you so much to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast. And let's get into it. So I've tried to look a little bit more festive today. I know most of you do listen to it rather than watch the video version. So if you are an audio listener, I'm going to describe to you what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a cream jumper that has sequin Christmas puddings on. Is Christmas puddings like a thing, like a universal thing, or is it just like a UK thing? Let me know because I feel like it might be different. What's figgy pudding? Is figgy pudding something different to a Christmas pudding I feel like it is because for us like we had the Christmas puddings that you like set on fire that's I'm not a pyromaniac I promise but I feel like that's just the most fun part setting it on fire and seeing like the little blue flame that comes off it um anyway I've also got my hair in a little braid or a plait um and I've got a little green ribbon in I feel like this is my new favorite um hairstyle at the moment especially as tonight is hair washing day I've been out in the rain this morning so um I was like what can I do to make myself look more presentable slick back ponytail and then braid the bottom so especially when it's windy and wet like it is here at the moment in the UK when your hair's all flying about just putting it in a plait it's great makes me feel more put together when I'm riding as well it's a bit of a safer hairstyle and also I've added a little festive bow normally I go for a red bow but I thought the red would crash clash with the kind of like burgundy of my Christmas pudding so I went for green actually so there we go that is my my whole hairstyle for today um what have I been up to recently well the most recent thing that I've been up to is I went to London 
actually three times in the last week or so for the London International Hall Show. Normally, we stay the night up there, but the way it kind of worked out was it worked out better or more time efficient for us to drive in each day. So I was there officially on the Friday and the Monday. However, I did go and was... Oh, sorry, I had a little hiccup then. I did go and was a little bit sneaky and went on the Thursday first thing. So we got there like 8am before the shopping opened, went in the shopping area before it was open to the general public. So I could basically walk around and shoot all the contents for the brands that I work with. So that was really nice. Also, it reminded me of back when I used to go to the London International Hall Show or back then it was called Olympia as a kid. And we would always try and get there really early because for me, I think it was probably the most exciting day of the year for me. I found it more exciting than Christmas because I don't know, it was just, you know, the shopping, it was like, well, it still is equestrian paradise. Um, But anyway, I thought also we'd have a little chat about what Olympia used to be like because it's moved venues compared to how it is now um, being the London International Horse Show because there I've got some little sneaky behind the scenes things that I thought would be fun to talk about because it's it's interesting going to a show as a general public person compared to um, like working for the show because there are like some little behind the scenes things that are quite interesting. Um, But anyway... Uh, what was I even going on about? I feel like I was talking about the show. Oh yeah, what I was doing at the show. So yeah, Thursday was like a shopping day, catching up with people, having a chit chat because the Thursday is like one of the first days. I think it's the first day the shopping area is open. So it's normally very quiet on those days. Um, so that was really lovely. Having a little catch up with all my friends, um, got all the content that I needed. So we just went up for the morning sash early afternoon then went home, got some editing done, all that kind of stuff. And then the Friday I went in um, and again, shot more content, um, watched some of the show jumping. That was really cool. Watched a bit of the Shetland Grand National. Oh, I went behind the scenes of the Shetland Grand National stables and they are incredible. Um, my, I feel like my top three, because they kind of like decorate the stables. It's almost like a little Santa's grotto. Um, they really bring Christmas to the show. So um, there was a Barbie one. I think that was the winner overall. That was so cool. It was like pink with disco balls. I really, really liked it. I felt like the runner up had to be probably the winterscape themed one, winter wonderland kind of thing, because it was all white and snowy and they even had like a grey horse in there and they had like white tinsel and they even had like a tree branch. Like that was impressive um, with little snowflakes and things like that. That was really, really pretty. I feel like that was probably the prettiest. Barbie was the most fun and the Grinch one also, that was really cool. I felt like so much effort was put into that one as well. So I'd say like they were my top three. There was some other like really incredible ones. There was like a friends themed one. There was a firefighter or fire engine themed one. There were lots of other really, really cool ones as well. And like obviously Christmassy ones as well. There was one which was just like all wrapping paper. That was pretty cool too. Um, So it was lovely to see them and obviously see the little Shetlands. Um... But yeah, I, th- I thought I would start talking a little bit about... Oh, also, sorry, forgot to even say. Just want to say a huge thank you to all of you that came to my meet and greets there. I had so much fun. You were all so lovely. They were definitely like... They were very big meet and greets. Um, I think overall I met over a thousand of you um, on the two days where I did my meet and greets. So thank you so much to everyone for coming. And thank you to everyone that waited so long in the queue. Um, I think the longest one I did was about two hours. So if you waited two hours in that queue... Thank you so much. It was lovely to meet you. Um, but anyway, yeah, I had such lovely time. Um, and I just felt like it was just such a festive time of year. I mean, I've literally been every single year since 
I was eight or nine. So it's proper, that's a proper Christmas tradition for me. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd talk a little bit about what it was like for me when I used to go to the show as a kid, because they don't have it any, anymore, unfortunately. But when it used to be at Olympia, we would go on um, this train called the Olympia Express, which was a proper like old fashioned or old train, because I'm pretty sure it was a diesel train, which I don't think... Um, our trains anymore are like that but um so it was quite cool because it was all kind of like more like old-fashioned carriages it wasn't like a steam train that I feel like would be the most magical but I also feel like that would have been very slow I feel like steam steam trains are pretty slow but anyway <laughs> so um we went on that and then it was really good because the train literally went to Olympia and then back to the train station so you could leave like your bag or if you had a coat on you could leave your coat on the train you'd have like the same seats on the way home so that was really nice and also we would always get fish I don't know why I always tell people this but we'd always get fish and chips on the train on the way home for our tea or our dinner so that was always really good fun um so I would go with my pony club so my whole pony club would all go on the Olympia Express it felt so magical as well like getting to go with all your friends we'd all sit together as well Uh, we would normally go on the Saturday I believe when I went as a kid and I just remember walking into the shopping area and being like oh my goodness this is huge because I'm I feel like in the UK we apart from obviously red posts they are massive there aren't that many like big top tack shops out there like my local one back when I was a kid the only saddle pad colors you could get believe it or not was you know the the, the I was gonna say the normal ones the neutral ones you could get white obviously for competing brown if you had brown tack black if you had black tack and maybe like a navy if you were lucky. They had like no colourful saddle pads. Can you imagine the horror? <laughs> anyway, so um, I remember going to going there as a kid and being like, oh my goodness. I feel it was just, yeah, magical. I feel like it, um, especially when I was at Olympia, it always had this smell. I feel like some people will know exactly what I mean and some people will be like, Ed's, what are you going on about, you weirdo? Um, but I feel like every time you'd walk in, it would have this, because it was warm, obviously it was heated. It was always very warm there, actually. Um, I feel like it's warm at the XL as well, to be honest. I don't know, it's just, obviously, you've got good heating in the winter, don't have to worry about wearing a coat. Um, but it would have this smell and it smelt of warm horse not like you know cooked horse <laughs> not like that different vibe different vibe but it was like a, a warm horse smell like a horse smell but also a warm smell but it didn't smell like your own horses so it smelled like extra horsey because I feel like I get that because I feel like you get used to your own horses or your own barn or stables like smell where you normally go to but like with your house you know when you go get home from holiday or you've been away from home for a while especially for me when I'm working I get home and I smell my house I'm like oh smells like home Uh, (laughs) please tell me I'm not the only person that does that if not you're gonna be like Esme like smells everything she's so weird she's just like got a thing about smells anyway I promise I don't have a thing about smells that sounds really weird anyway so I feel like it just had this really like it just had this Olympia or London smell and it smelled it just was like I'm home I'm here um but yeah, I did actually work when it was at work for the show when it was at Olympia for I think I first started in 2018. That was also the first show. I think it was back in 2017 actually. I think I had that August I hit 10,000 subscribers. So I want to say I had about 30,000 subscribers that December. So December of 2017, that was when I was first recognized by someone for watching my videos. There were two girls actually that came up to me and said hi. And I remember being like, oh wow, that's really fun. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, that was that was 
different. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, back when I used to work there, it got to the stage where they kind of like, I got banned from the shopping area, which sounds really like sinister or bad, like I did something wrong. But it was just because when it was at Olympia, it was so much, the show was a lot smaller in size. Um, they didn't have as much like capacity, so not as many people could go to the show I'm pretty sure um it also had like less shops and it was all just a little bit tightly compact especially if you were in between performances or maybe it was one of the intervals where everyone like piled into the shopping area it was very busy so in those times they were like Esme you're banned from the shopping area you're not allowed to go in there because it's just going to be too crazy apparently I was a f- I was a fire hazard so <laughs> there we go apparently yeah they'll be like Esme you can't you can't go you can't go there because one person will want a photo and then basically what happened was there was just like a line of people and then it blocked all the trade stands and all the trade stands got annoyed which is understandable because people weren't able to get into their stands so um that <laughs> so there's that so um me and my dad on i think it was one of the last two shows that we worked there when it was at olympia we found all of the secret passageways. So there were a few different like secret passageways that they showed us, which was very, very cool. So they had, I think they had the one that went all the way to the live zone where I did my meet and greets. But my favorite thing, which I don't know if it's still there because obviously they have refurbished the whole of Olympia. So it's different now. Um, and it also means like there's just not enough space for like the stables to be there or the warm up. So I don't think it will ever go back to being there just because, you know, where's the warm up going to be? I think it's like a coffee shop or something now. I don't know. Um, But anyway, so on one of the last shows that we were working there, we were like, oh, I really fancy some lunch. I'm getting a little bit hungry. I think this was back when I was presenting and working for the FEI at the show. Um, But anyway, so we had a little mooch about, had a little look around, and there was always a Pizza Express, and we thought, oh, we'll go to the Pizza Express, grab a pizza, take it back to the media centre and just have to eat it there. Um, And then we found this little doorway, and we thought, oh, what's up here went up some stairs there was a secret room the secret pizza express room and I'm only telling you this because I know it, like you know the show's not there anymore so I can tell you but there was a secret room you never know some of you might go to Olympia for other sort of ex- exhibitions um but yeah there was a secret room and I'd go out there and there was like barely anyone there Nobody knew about it though, because the pizza was more like a takeaway thing. There would be a few people that like sit on the floor eating it. But when we found the secret room, it was like finding Santa's Grotto. It was incredible. It was like, oh my goodness, how did we never know this existed? So yeah, that was good fun. It was all like, had like wooden walls as well. It was very fancy. Do you know what it felt like? It felt like I went through like a magical Narnia doorway or like a little secret room in Harry Potter. No, it was very cool. It was very cool. So um, I basically wanted to do this whole podcast episode just to tell you about the secret pizza express room because we found it so exciting and I still find it exciting today, even though I know that I probably will never go in there again. But you never know. There might be a time where I go in there. Um, so yeah, that was good fun. Um, but I feel like nowadays, I feel like the show is just so much bigger and better being at the XL, especially as it's right next, like where it is, it's so easy to get to. Like we drive now rather than get the trains, especially the trains where we are nowadays, just a nightmare. There's so many that cancelled. It's not good. So um, yeah, we drove in and that was actually pretty easy. Pretty good. Not too, doesn't take too long for us, luckily. Um, and then also there's so many hotels near it. There's so many restaurants and also it's right next to an airport. And I had so many of you guys that came 
into my meet and greet from different countries. I feel like the winner has to be the family that came all the way from um, Tasmania in Australia. You know, the little island on the side of Australia. They came all the way from there. So literally the other side of the world. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure they came here for other things other than just, you know, seeing the show and seeing me. Um, But if if you're listening, I hope you had a lovely time in England. I also had, um, I think I had like four or five different families from the USA. So Team USA, thank you very much for coming. Also, I don't know if I should announce this yet or not. I have a little sneaky sneaky peek for the podcast listeners because I always feel like I tell you guys exciting things first. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Well, you get the, get the gossip first or the scoop first. But um, yeah, Team USA, it is confirmed that I am coming back in 2024 and I am going to be at the Kentucky three-day event. I'm going to try and do a meet and greet on the Saturday. I think it's going to be so much fun, especially as I've never done a meet and greet in the USA before. And I know that, I think with my YouTube channel, about 40% of you are from the US or North America. So that will be really fun. So really looking forward to that. I've never been to the event before, but it should be incredible. I've heard I've heard good things. I've heard good things. So um, that is the little inside scoop. Hush, hush secret only the podcast listeners can know (laughs) anyway so there we go um so but yeah that's the exciting news um what else was talking about oh yeah other people that came from the show I had a lot of people from Europe that came I had a family from Poland I had a family from Croatia so yeah it was very cool seeing so many of you from all across the globe oh I had one really lovely lady she was from Belgium I think she was so lovely um I feel like it's just oh it's just so nice meeting you guys it's like finding a friend that I never knew and I love seeing like pictures of like your horses or the ponies at the stables that you ride and things like that oh it's just great I really enjoy it but anyway um so that was really good fun doing all the meet and greets and things um also yeah I was talking about the comparison so I feel like also being at the new venue because there's so much space it means everyone can see the warm-up before the warm-up was always behind closed doors so that's really cool thing that they do that's new also this year I know that they did so many demos which is really cool Jodie Hall McAteer did a really good one on um moving from like ponies to horses i believe um that was really cool they had like laura collett doing some i'm sure like lots of other like olympic and famous faces also did some too they also had a new arena this year which was pretty cool that was called the london arena so it was like an arena inside the shopping area so that was i'm pretty sure that was for all like the showing classes so that was very snazzy seeing that so when you were like shopping around and wanted to you know get a little bit closer and see some horses they were right there they of course have like the champagne bar area in the middle which is obviously very Christmassy I feel like they normally have a polar bear is that my imagination is there a polar bear maybe I'm making that up I'm pretty sure there is normally a polar bear there anyway but they also have lots of Christmas trees and I feel like it's a really good place having that in the middle because there is so many shops I feel like it's one of those places where you can very easily get lost so having the champagne bar in the middle I feel like helps you kind of navigate where you are and also they have the live zone and this year it was bigger and better than ever when I first saw it it honestly looked like you know some sort of American TV host late night show backdrop because it was huge it looked so good as well and they also had like a whole food court section in the corner as well which I feel like they've really expanded on too so lots of snacks um of course all the shops um this year I actually did do a little teeny teeny weeny little bit of shopping so there we go normally I don't but this time I did so that was good fun um I think last year actually the only thing I bought last year was a little stable toy 
for Joey because that was when he was on Box Rest. I didn't actually buy it. My dad went and bought it. I think I was doing one of my meeting groups and my dad normally goes around and like finds someone to chat to. He loves the good old good old chat. But anyway, so he was like, I want to get Joey a present, keep him happy on Box Rest. So there we go. That was his present. Um but yeah, I had a lovely, lovely time. Oh, there was one bit which I saw on social media afterwards, which which was so funny. But if you go onto Joe Stockdale's socials, you'll probably be able to see a video of him show jumping in a Cinderella dress. It is incredible. It is amazing. They always do like fun things. I'm pretty sure that might have been on the Monday evening. Monday evening, I want to say. I feel like in the evening performances, they always do something fun. They always do something wild. So there we go. Maybe it was this Sunday evening. I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, it was Sunday evening. Anyway, so that was that was good old fun. So that was pretty much my time at the XL. I feel like this year at London, or the London International Hall Show, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm supposed to say the full line, but once you said it so many times, it does get quite a mouthful. They, I feel like this year, me, me and my dad walked in there and we were like, oh wow, like they just made it bigger and better, and it was a lot more Christmassy as well, like they had so many Christmas trees. They had this one lady walking around with like a little wagon full of watering cans, and she was going and watering all the Christmas trees, which was quite cool, and obviously lots of lights and fake snow and all that kind of stuff, so it was just feeling very festive, very lovely, so I had a very lovely time so a lot of you often ask me what is on my Christmas wish list that kind of thing this time of year so I actually was um interviewed for an article and I thought this was such a good concept or such a good idea I thought I'd share it with you and it was all about like if you could have something that's not really real but could have it for Christmas what would it be um so for example the ones that I came up with was a invisible force field around Joey so if he ever got into a dangerous situation it would keep him safe so he wouldn't injure himself again I feel like that was quite a good one or it would be I was gonna say free vet bills that's quite a good one um or I would say mudless fields I was gonna say uh force field around my horses so they never get dirty but I thought what's even better than that Mudless fields. If you could make all the fields, so they just, I mean, you can probably get that. It would probably cost you an absolute fortune. But I'm sure there are some people out there that have mega barns, that have um, like drainage kind of paddocks. So, like, the whole paddock probably was dug up and they put like pipes and things in. A bit like for like an arena, there's all the drainage for that. So, that probably is like an actual real thing. But you know what? I put it on my list, mudless fields, because this time of year, I always call it the mud season, and it just, it's just very sad. Everything gets muddy. I mean, it, in some state, some ways, it's easy because there's not as much dust, and that's what I always tell myself. I'm like, at least the horses aren't really dusty and dust bathing like in the summer, and there aren't loads of flies, and it isn't really hot, and you don't have to worry about Mickey getting heat stroke. And like, I always try and tell myself the positive, and not having to put like sun cream on Mickey's nose, but I feel like... I feel like every time it's winter, I'm like, how did I ever complain about summer? How? It's just, no, it's not fun. It's not fun. The horses are in more. Um, their stables like need mucking out more. Oh my gosh, Mickey is the worst with his stable. Oh, he is so wet. Like his shavings, everything. It's just, he's nasty. <laughs> and then um joey also he's i think he's like all good now but when he was on antibiotics for a while oh he does some stinky ones when he is if you've ever had a horse on antibiotics you will know what i mean um i don't I can't remember if i said this before it's probably a little bit tmi but i feel like a horse on antibiotics their stable smells like 
the waste bins at the vets that I used to have to empty when I used to when I had a part-time job when I was 16 at my local vets practice so um that can can give you an idea of how bad it smells so normally I'm all right horse poo as as I said before cool this podcast is really just the whole thing has been about smells I'm really sorry (laughs) but anyway as I was saying before I feel like you know you're used to your own horses smell or poo smell there we go I've said it but I feel like when their poo smell changes you can notice it you can notice when something's not quite right so maybe that's a good thing anyway we're gonna we're gonna quickly move on from poo smells as I say before this podcast probably isn't one to listen to if you have a queasy stomach when it comes to eating um actually so many of you at my meeting group said that you listen to my podcast as you go to sleep I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a compliment because a lot of you say that you like listen to it every night but I feel like in some ways you could say that was an insult because you can say that I was so boring that you listen to me as you go to sleep so I'm going to take it as a positive. When everyone said it, they they said that they really liked the podcast. So I'm going to take it as a as a win. But anyway, there we go. Um, let me know in the comments what your not real but imaginary kind of okay, what your dream horsey Christmas present could be. So that I I mean like I feel like everyone's would be like the dream horse barn property with like everything, of course, but. Give me some, give me some more ideas of like imaginary things like Joey's force field or like it could be something I feel like this just it's just not as good though as if, if I think of anything else it's just not as good like um water troughs that clean themselves or fields that pick their own poo that sounds weird fields that you know are self-cleaning so you never have to do poo picking there we go that was a bit more of a mouthful but I feel like something like that would be like a good idea too but I feel like you just can't go wrong with mudless fields. Like, that is the dream. <laughs> I think we should talk about Duke's jumping. Yeah. Something else that I've been up to recently, which the video is actually out now. So if you haven't seen that yet, Add it to your video wish list. I was going to say go and watch it after the podcast, but if you're falling asleep, get your beauty rest because sleep is very important. <laughs> but anyway, um, I did a video with Duke recently where I did some free jumping with him. Oh my goodness. If I could give Duke like a Alice in Wonderland um, grow me potion where he becomes like 16-1, 16-2, that would be incredible because I did not realise how much talent this little pony has I mean when you wouldn't think when we got him from World Horse Welfare I think his rehoming his rehoming fee was like less than a Lumio saddle pad he it really wasn't much they were like are you sure he want you want him because like he had worms and they were like he does have worms like do you want him they were like he's a baby and young do you want him <laughs> like he's I don't know they were just like also he's got wonky legs I don't know if I've ever really talked about this before but the way he's, he's I think he's got one front leg that's like longer than the other or they're not quite the right way I mean they are the right way around if not that would be majorly wrong <laughs> that would be Duke would need some surgery or something I don't know he'd, 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 he'd be very wonky but I feel like his legs maybe a little bit turned out or one's like a little bit longer than the other sorry I feel like I'm cry, I'm cry laughing a little bit just poor Duke <laughs> I, he's only a little bit wonky he's not that bad I think it's because my dad's proper laughing we're cracking each other up anyway sorry um and poor Duke with his worms 
Anyway, he d I could just like to confirm right now that Duke does not have worms anymore. <laughs> he has been treated. He's all good. But when we rehomed him, I, he might have had worms at the time. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to get myself back together. It's been a, you know, when you just don't have that much sleep and everything you find really funny. I feel like I'm at that stage of the day. Anyway, sorry, carrying on. Um, So yeah, Duke, when you look at him, he's... Bless him. He's worth his weight in gold. I love him so much. He's one, I was going to say one in a million. He's definitely one in a billion. One in however many horses there are in the planet because he is incredible. Love him with all my heart. But he's not a purebred show jumper, stallion, Olympic prospect, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, so I, you know, a lot of people, a question I get asked all the time is, what am I doing with Duke? And I'm like, Duke, what do you want to do? I'm like, he's only a baby. I mean, he's three now, but he's still a baby to me. I mean, he's three is still a baby. But if he was a horse, people would probably maybe think about next year, like backing him and teaching him how to be ridden. But he's only, he's only small. He's only 10 hands high. I mean, if I got on him, I think he would be squished. So I am, I'd just like to confirm out there that I will not be riding Duke. I mean, the if he, like, obviously one of the, look, uh, sorry, brain fart, um, <laughs> back to what I was saying, um, when Wild Horse Welfare rehomed him to me, they rehomed him as a youngster rather than a companion, so a companion is when Wild Horse Welfare have basically assessed the horse, and maybe it's due to their confirmation, or a lot of the time it might be due to, um, like, mental reasons, especially if a horse has had a really bad pass, they just think, you know what, this horse just, they're, they they deserve a lovely life where they live out in a field with some friends and, um, you know, we're not worried about them ever being ridden, that kind of thing. When Duke was rehomed as a companion where it was like, he's young, you never know, depending on what he's like when he's older. He's not had the most traumatic life. I mean, he was taken away from, well, I say taken away, he was abandoned as a foal without his mother. So that must have been pretty traumatic, but it's not like he's... We don't think if he was, he would have been very, very, very young, like a day old or something. We don't think he's ever been like harmed by humans in the sense of, I mean, it would, it is harmful taking a baby away from their mum. But anyway, I don't know Duke's, that's all we know about Duke. But anyway, he seems pretty, pretty loving towards humans. He hasn't got any, um, we don't think he's like mentally scarred at all for whatever reason so um they were like you never know he might be able to do something when he's older if he enjoys it but he's a, he's a youngster we'll just see what he likes um because i think a lot of people are like oh, you need to do something with duke he either needs to be ridden by a child he either needs to be like pulling a cart or something like that and i'm like he's just duke you know I'm very happy him being like a little mini lawnmower, keeping Mickey company and keeping Mickey exercise. Like, he's cool. We exercise him in the school, do some free lunging, that kind of thing. Like, he's just happy living his life. Um, and as long as Duke is happy and healthy, that is the most important thing. Obviously, we do need to make sure that he is well exercised because he, in the summer, he loves his food a little bit too much sometimes. And because he's got such little legs, it's really bad for him to gain a lot of weight. So we've got to make sure that he's... He's um, pretty healthy. So anyway, um, what was I saying again? Oh yeah, what are we going to do with Duke? Well, at the moment, he's just living his life. He's happy. If I find something that he enjoys, then obviously that's great. And I'd love to do it with him. So you never know one day. Oh my gosh. I just think like, obviously you have dreams about things like this, but it probably won't happen. Imagine 
in like me having a child one day this is like far far in the future by the way me having a child one day and them getting to ride duke because he's only young you never know by the time duke's like i don't know i'm just gonna pick a random age here like 12 or something which is like a nice age for a horse when they're like a bit more on the more experienced side but still like not old and like kind of in their prime imagine them like leading around a little esme that would be so cute. But obviously, if Duke does not like being ridden, and I would probably get like a very, 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 very small adult um, or a child that is a good rider and is used to riding horses that haven't been ridden before. I don't know. Um, obviously, there are different methods and things for training a horse. Obviously, all of this I'd have to check with World Horse Welfare first. But can you imagine a little little Esme on Duke? That would be adorable. That would be so cute. But in the time being... I'm just enjoying... You know what could be fun to do with him? I'd love to do, like, liberty or trick training with him because he's so bright and so clever and he just loves having fun and doing things. Like, if even if I'm just leading him over poles or in between bending poles, he has so much fun. It's such great enrichment for him. So anyway, sorry, back to what I was doing with Duke the other day. Um, we, every, every now and again, as I said before, let him have a little run around or I lunge him in the arena and sometimes, you know, he pops over a pole or two voluntarily. And I thought, you know what? Let's see what he thinks. So the other day, just put a little cross pole in there. Didn't make him go over anything. And he hopped over it and he loved it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to do a free jumping video with Duke and see what he thinks to it. And he loved it. That pony, I said at the beginning of the video, he is the fastest pony I have or fastest horse I have compared to like size ratio. Because I feel like, yes, maybe Joey would beat him in a fight. But not a fight, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't, sorry, my, I don't know where my brain's going. I mean, to be fair, I don't know, actually. World Horse Welfare did say, Duke clubs the bad boys, put him in with anyone, he'll try and take them on. So, you never know. I don't know who would win in a fight between the two of them. I feel like the little, the little ponies, they are sneaky. They, they, they can, you know, stand up for themselves. Anyway, even though I think Joey would beat Duke in a race... I feel like Duke is the fastest when it comes to size, size to speed ratio. So there we go. Um, but yeah, he loved it. And I think the biggest jump he ended up doing was 60 centimetres and he gave it loads of scope. He jumped way higher than I thought. No, 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 that's it. You know, you're only a baby. That's high enough. No, no, no. Um, you've only got little legs. I feel like I was very much protective mother instincts. I was like, no, no higher. I know you can do higher, Duke, but we're going to leave it at that for your first time, like jumping, like good boy. <laughs> like, he loved it. Had so much fun. I was like such a proud mother as well. I was like, oh, my baby. He's so clever. So anyway, that was that was good fun. So yeah, that is what I've been up to with Duke recently. I feel like you guys always love hearing about what the horses are up to and how they're doing. At the moment, he is absolutely filthy. He's been rolling in the muddiest patches. So I really, really do need that mudless feel right now. Although actually, it would probably make Duke sad because he does really like rolling in mud. Casper, on the other hand, hates it. If the mud is wet or if it's raining, that's one of the reasons why Casper actually does stay quite clean. He hates the rain. So if there's like wet mud, he won't roll in it. He's like, nah, mate, not for me. Not the life for me. All right, everybody, I think I'm going to finish today's episode here. Before I say anything else about weird smells, I feel like it's been a bit of a strange one, this episode. But then again, when you think about it, when are my episodes not a little bit on the weird and wonderful side? Anyway, I'm going to leave it today here. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas to all of you who celebrate. If not, hope you have a lovely day. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much to Red Post for sponsoring it as well. Um, and yeah, here's to a lovely 2024.
See ya. Bye.